Ward. Come on, kids. I turned down the heater. Honey, would you throw this water on the fire for me? Sure, This bus stop is closed as of now. Cherry. Virgie's been figuring things out. And, well, he says that seeing as how you had all them other boyfriends before me, and seeing as I, I never even had one single girlfriend before you, well, Virgie figures that between the two of us, it kind of averages out the things being proper and, and right. That's what Verge thinks. What do you think, Bo? Well. Well, I've been thinking about them other fellas, Jerry. And, uh, well, what I mean is, I like you the way you are, so what do I care how you got that way? Off my guest list. What are you doing here? Dear Margot, you are an unforgettable Peter Pan. You must pray it again soon. Uh, you remember Miss Caswell, don't you? I do not. How do you do? We've never met. Maybe that's why. Well, Miss Caswell is an actress, a graduate of the Copacabana School of Dramatic Art. Ah, Eve. Good evening, Mr. DeWitt. I have no idea you two knew each other. This must be at long last our formal introduction. Until now, we've only met in passing. That's how you met me, in passing. Eve, this is an old friend of Mr. DeWitt's mother, Miss Caswell, Miss Harrington. Miss Caswell, how do you do? Addison, I've been wanting you to meet Eve for the longest time. It could only have been your natural timidity that kept you from mentioning it. You've heard of her great interest in the theater. We have that in common. Then you two must have a long talk. I'm afraid Mr. DeWitt would find me boring before too long. You won't bore him, honey. You won't even get a chance to talk. Claudia, come here. You see that man? That's Max Fabian, the producer. Now go and do yourself some good. Why do they always look like unhappy rabbits? Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast as we talk about the birthday girl of the month, Marilyn Monroe. That was her in All About Eve. And in Bus Stop, there's always been talk that she should have been nominated for Bus Stop, and she wasn't. She was never nominated for an Academy Award. She was never seen as a fully dramatic actress, which is sad. She was born June 1st, 1926, died August 4th, 1962. Norma Jean Morrison. Icon. Misunderstood. Her beauty did something that I don't think no actress ever, even to this day, can accomplish. Whether it's the photo from the seven-year itch or the Andy Warhol Niagara. 
the Maryland, you know, those Maryland's, to Some Like It Hot, to The Misfits. The Misfits is such an interesting film. The Misfits, she got to act with her idol, Clark Gable. I've seen so many of her films. She was misunderstood. She was friends with Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda talked about that, how she wanted to be taken as a serious actress. And society wouldn't let her. And here we go. my true feeling, Rosalind. What makes you so sad? I think you're the saddest girl I ever met. First man never said that. I'm usually told how happy I am. That's because you make a man feel happy. I don't feel that way about you, Kate. Don't get discouraged, girl. You might. Look, why don't you try it out here for a while? See what happens. You know, sometimes when a person don't know what to do, the best thing is to just stand still. I'll guarantee you'll have something out here you wouldn't find on every corner. I, uh, I may not amount to much in some ways. But I am a good friend. Thanks. Let me take you back and get your things. Try it for a while, see what happens. Did you ever hear the story about the city man out in the country? And he sees this fellow sitting on his porch. So he says, uh, Mister, could you tell me how I can get back to town? The fellow says, Nope. Well, could you tell me how to get to the post office? The fellow says, nope. Well, do you know how to get to the railroad station? Nope. Boy, he says, you sure don't know much, do you? The fellow says, nope. But I ain't lost. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have a home? was a better one either. Where is it? Right here. What's interesting about that scene is is that when I first saw it, when they were honoring both of them for the American Film Institute, and Billy Crystal said the two of them would be dead within a year, because you know that was Clark Gable's last film. He died soon after of a heart attack. And then Marilyn died in nineteen sixty two. Ah, oh, my goodness. Two icons. Two icons. Silver screen. My goodness. She performed for the USO. 
She was in so many films. She knew so many people. She became good friends with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall and her did a film together, or as they would say, a picture. How to Marry a Millionaire in 1953. 1953 was the year of Marilyn Monroe. And 54, she solidified her... I, we can't even define what it was that she... Because it was... It had never been seen before. That kind of celebrity. And her beauty. Uh, Gloria Steinem, Steinem once said of Marilyn Monroe. Men and women and boys were fans of Marilyn. But Madonna, her fans were young girls because she was comparing Madonna to Marilyn when Madonna did the Justify My Love video. If you want to know what kind of a guy I've got. And, um, yeah. But you can't really compare. I think people have tried to be Marilyn Monroe. It doesn't work. And the films themselves are so legendary. I think when she, you know, when she says, she says a line, it it becomes, yeah. Bring your glasses. What glasses? Don't you wear glasses? Oh, Demi, no. Whatever gives you that idea? Then you've got the most peculiar vision I ever saw. Why do you say that? Because you're reading that book upside down. But I have no such thing. Not you, the book. Oh. Isn't it silly, though? What is it, astigmatism? No, just blind as a bat. Me too. Oh, really? Then why aren't you wearing glasses? I am wearing glasses. Well, there you are. I used to be like that. For years I went around banging into fire plugs and shaking hands with lampposts, all because I didn't want to be called four eyes. And then something happened which cured me of that sort of thing forever. What was that? One evening, I said hello to three different fellows I owed money to. But it's different with girls, don't you think? See a beautiful woman wearing glasses back then. And here she is in The Prince and the Showgirl with Sir Sir Lawrence Olivier. What's my dress? Give me the ambassador. Very well, then, where Ah, Ambassador, you're very asleep. How sad. I wish to tell you of my interview with the Foreign Secretary. It concerned, of course, my having ordered the arrest of Wolfstein. Sir Edward is disturbed that at the moment we have not been able to think up a charge, which makes it rather awkward. 
Yes, it was careless of me, I admit. But I have been so busy all the evening. What? Yes, yes, my dear fellow, you can speak freely. There's no one here. Uncarpathian activities. <laughs> that would be most amusing. But what has chiefly disturbed Sir Edward is the fact that these stupid Americans have protested. Some nonsense about political freedom and democratic rights. You know what children the Americans are in matters of this kind. Their diplomacy always makes me think of the Minotaur legend reversed, you know? The bull chasing Theseus through the labyrinth. <laughs> A steam traction engine in Hampton Court maze. <laughs> Excellent! What? Oh, no, the British, of course, will be more sensible. They'll wait until after the trial and then protest. But, oh, Herr God, when will these crazy Americans grow up? Yes, we will talk tomorrow. Well, well splendid. Well, uh, cheerio. Marine, your eye. <laughs> what a priceless expression. Wherever did you learn it? In America. Oh, really? Have you been there? I was born there. I am American. Are you indeed, Miss Marie? Yes, your Grand Ducal. That's uh, just you what I am. Excuse me, I have thought of another telephone call I must make. Oh, it's quite all right. I just adore my own company. Connect me with the French ambassador. Huh? Oh, yes, he'll still be at the reception. Well, I shall try later. To President Taft. I said to President Taft. said something? Oh, no. Just playing a little game over here all by myself. Oh, good. Uh, cheerio. Down the hatch. <laughs> Why was I not... Ah, that is Sir Lawrence Olivier and Marilyn Monroe and the Prince and the Showgirl. Marilyn Monroe... I love what Whoopi Goldberg once said about her. She says, seeing a goddess come to life. Especially where she's standing and she says, oh, do you feel the breeze from the subway? Yeah. I think River of No Return. Let's see. Here we go. When did you lose your mother? It was while Dad was away. That's why he sent for me. Are you going to look for gold? I could stand a little. What would you do with it? Do with it? Oh, buy fancy gowns. Live in the swell hotels in the big city. Go to the opera. What's that? That's music. Very high-toned and fancy. Not like mine. I like yours. Would you sing one? 
I might have one for you, if I can remember it. It's a long time ago. When Mr. Southwind sighs in the pine, old Mr. Winter whimpers and whines. Down in the meadow, under the snow, April is teaching green things to... Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna dive further into Marilyn Monroe in the coming weeks. And that's just a taste. Oh my god. I think if you really want to sum up how important she is, it's the Andy Warhol Marilyn's. And and when she died and how he did that. He took the image from Niagara and he multiplied it and boom. And they sold for millions of dollars. And her influence is still, I think it will always be apparent. She is probably one of the most famous celebrities after death. As always, unpleasant dreams. (laughs) 